beautiful for Christ, we are useful to Christ, cause we're youthful for Christ, and the day with Sepia Snuddies. <laughs> Welcome to the Youthful for Christ podcast, a place where you hear what God has to say to you. Yes, we are youthful for Christ, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And at Youthful for Christ, we bear the yoke in our youth. Youthful for Christ, you're welcome. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the fifth day of February 2021, wherever you're listening from, you're welcome to another mind-opening episode of What God Says to You Today, the podcast of the YouTube for Christ team, a place where you hear what God says to you. And I want to welcome those who just joined into the Youth for Christ podcast all the way from Solomon Islands. I say you're welcome. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening to what God says to you today. The podcast of the Youth for Christ team. You are highly welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so on today's episode, we'll, be disc- we'll, be co- we'll continue our Biblical Courtship series. We're going to continue our Biblical Courtship series. And today we want to discuss about um, practical scriptural principles in regards to courtship, practical scriptural principles. And on our last episode, we talked a bit about um, the opposite of um, courtship, which is death dating i would say dating is just for fun and it's just for recreation and out of what we said we said that the practice of recreational dating is so far removed from scripture that it is not even addressed in it it is a recent phenomenon that not only is not found in scripture but hardly found in honors of human history and we also said that recreational dating is simply the product of a godless and lawless culture which is motivated by ignorance in the flesh rather than the scripture or the spirit of God. And if there's anything we should know that concerning dating is that it is mainly to satisfy the lust of this flesh. Why courtship is... Um, for marriage dating is mainly to satisfy the lust of the flesh either through immorality or entertainment or to satisfy heartfelt passion that may be biblical but not seeking them in God's way it may be biblical but not seeking them in God's way otherwise why will anybody go into a relationship with anybody of the opposite sex without the intention of getting married? 
why that's to tell you that recreational dating is just for fun it's just for recreation but on today's episode we want to discuss practical scriptural principles now if you want to be biblical if you want to do it the way you should do it if you are this kind of person who is concerned about pleasing God in everything you do then we want to discuss how to go about it and the question on today's episode is when can a young man start thinking about entering into a relationship with a person of the opposite sex when what are the things he should do what are the things that should be in place first and for the young ladies what are the things what are the signs that you should see for you to know that this person or that person is ready for courtship all this and many more we will be discussing on today's episode and it promises to be mind opening inspiring and revealing and i'm sure you won't want to miss this so wherever you are sit back go nowhere after this break we'll continue on a topic and a discussion on practical scriptural principles we'll be back shortly The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youths. Welcome back from that break. And our text on today's episode, our text for this discussion, will be taken from Matthew chapter 19, verse 5. Matthew 19, verse 5, and I read it from the New King James Version. And don't forget that um, this was this was this was a conversation Jesus was having with um, the Jews who came around him. He, he had said so many things prior to this verse actually. So from verse 19 it reads, from verse 5 it reads, And said, Jesus is the one talking, And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and um, be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh asking a question and for this reason for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh as Matthew chapter 19 verse 5 from the New King James Version Okay, as we continue on our biblical courtship series, 
today we're discussing about practical scriptural principles and it is paramount that we understand um, the difference between courtship and dating courtship and dating on the last episode we said so many things concerning dating and the reason being that courtship and dating are some of the least discussed topics in the church yet dating has caused the most havoc destroyed countless lives resulted in unwanted pregnancies and abortions and even um, split churches apart reason being that since most of the church doesn't teach on this subject a vacuum exists resulting in our teenagers adopting the worldview of popular culture just like we said that dating is a product of a godless and lawless culture so because we don't teach more we don't talk more on the difference between dating and court and courtship many of the young ones even in the church adopt this worldview of a popular culture and this has led many church youth groups to become havens for dating and premarital sex and um, because very soon this is the fifth day of february 2021 very soon we'll get to the 14th day of february and you know what that means all over the world says valentine's day in fact it is it is a day that is licensed for immorality for so many people so many people who don't have understanding of what valentine's day is all about it is a licensed day for them to commit one immorality or the other and so i am prompted to to say this and give us the clarity about courtship and dating i want to give some biblical clarity on this all important subject for the sake of our local churches and for the sanctity and safety of the next generation who will soon have their own families now the following are guidelines that uh, best fit young people but many of the principles still apply to older and more mature single adults looking for a mate now talking about dating i have told many people the difference between dating and courtship dating like we said is worldly ungodly sensual and it is an evil practice dating is an unbiblical method crafted by the world with no boundaries or ethics with the following assumed rules and values in dating it is assumed that two people can mutually claim to be boyfriend and girlfriend if they are physically attracted to one another and the litmus test is that um, all you have to do is just to have a crush on on anybody just have a crush on anybody and then claim themselves in a special relationship that's what happens dating the litmus test is they have a crush on themselves and then they claim themselves for themselves clean themselves and then put themselves in a special relationship 
and also in dating there are no boundaries or ethics in this type of relationship thus what um what initially starts off as um, French kissing quickly accelerates to petting, fondling, and then what you have is fondue sexual intimacy. Also, although they are committed to one another as boyfriend and girlfriend, they most often end their relationship after several months when one feels a crush for another person. You see, just something that just started like that can just end like that it begins with me feeling a crush for one person and the moment i feel a crush for another person that one i felt for the first person dies and then continue another circle thus the relationship ends with at least one of the individuals feeling devastated and wounded especially because of soul ties that were created from sexual intimacy and so many times you hear the word um, heartbreak you broke my heart you do this you did this you broke my heart it, it it is all from that sexual ties that came from the sexual activities of sexual intimacy and although the things I just said now are points that are generalization, they are true. They are also true. They are true depictions of most cases regarding dating. A devastating result on the human soul cannot be fully measured. Like we said in the last episode, that dating has had a devastating result, not just on not just individually, but on the society on this present generation if we put two and two together we will see that in the last recent years that um, divorce and broken homes and broken marriages has been on the rise dating has has been prominent so dating has is having a devastating result on the human soul in this generation and the the effect cannot be fully measured even worse the double-mindedness that results from numerous sexual encounters with various people carries into future relationships and even marriage and even marriage and the problem is when two people who claim themselves and enter into a special relationship called dating in fact that alone is a license for them to commit sexual immorality it is a license for them they see it as um, they have been satisfied to do anything with themselves and just like we said in the last episode you see when a young boy or a young girl who had um, gotten involved in different relationships let's say five different relationships before he, he gets he or she gets married and they will think that it ends there no it doesn't end there let me tell you something yes you may eventually get married but on the day of your marriage you are not there alone you are not there alone those five people you already dated they go into your marriage they go with you into your marriage you are not alone 
and whether you realize it or not it will affect the way you see things even in your marriage to affect the way you look at your husband to affect the way you look at your wife it will affect everything in your marriage more than you can dare to believe all those previous experiences you've had it will affect you it will affect your marriage it will and this is because of the unhealthy soul ties that have been developed increasing the chances of one's marriage increasing the chances of one's marriage to end in adultery divorce or whatever that cause um, a division and then broken family and um, it is amazing that most um, church most um, youth groups most youth leaders they don't talk about this at all in their discipleship processes but the truth is that every pastor every youth leader every youth pastor and every counselor in the church should adopt this and let the younger generation know the difference let them know the difference we should have these short guidelines that include boundaries for how their youth should be conducted every youth pastor should be trained on the difference between the worldly concept of dating and the biblical concept of courtship Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says we should not copy the customs and behavior of this world but rather we should be renewed we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind because that is only when we can do what is pleasing perfect and acceptable to God only then we will be able to do what is pleasing and acceptable to God discussing about um, practical scriptural principles the big question now is what is courtship what is biblical courtship what is it now let's look at courtship for a moment see courtship is simply the biblical alternative to one of the most destructive practices of this dispensation which we've been discussing all while talking about dating recreational dating courtship is simply the biblical alternative now you see if 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 you no longer have to qualify before you go through the door then everybody will want to go through the, that door in offices in different places you will see um, a label placed on the door staff only or um, do not enter or something like that and without that sign on that door you see that everybody wants to go through that door and if there are no guidelines no principles nothing of entering into a relationship 
everybody would want to enter everybody and it is a courtship that the line is drawn it is a courtship that the men are separated from the boys who just want to play men games but are not willing nor ready to take up its responsibility it is a courtship that boys are se- men are separated from boys it is a courtship and the issue the problem we have today is that young ladies you are the cause of this because you allow your emotions to be toyed and played with by guys you allow them to play with your emotions and toy with your emotion without assuming the responsibility for you without assuming the responsibility for you so the question the big question is when can a young man start thinking about entering into a relationship with a person of the opposite sex when when what we'll come back from this break we'll talk about the when of courtship the when of courtship stay tuned we'll be back shortly after this break You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youth yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youth for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Okay, you're welcome back from that break and thank you for staying tuned so now i want to discuss about the when of courtship the when of courtship when can a young man begin to think of entering into a relationship with another person of the opposite sex when well first of all it is when he can assume spiritual leadership of that girl when he can assume spiritual leadership of that girl and young men you need to ask yourself this question can I lead her spiritually in scripture this girl I'm thinking about can I lead her spiritually with my life can I take her through biblical principles of marriage to the glory of God can I do all those things this is the first thing you have to consider the first and then secondly there is an idea of strength and integrity and character of a man 
strength integrity and character of a man and again you have to ask yourself this question will i lay down my life for her ephesians 5 25 said jesus laying down his life for his bride talking about the church of god you have to ask yourself can i lay down my life for her have i gained such an integrity such a respect and love for her do i have such an assurance that this is god's calling that i can willingly stand at the door and face any enemy necessary in order to protect this girl have to ask yourself the second question and totally am i willing and can i assume economic responsibility of her can i assume responsibility for her economic needs can i assume this responsibility for her now let us put it this way if your dad is still paying the insurance for your car if your dad is still doing this or that for you you cannot you should not even think about another person of the opposite sex until then young man you have no right to even look at a girl you have no right and you will say this is um, ludicrous <laughs> but yes it is true it is true and the problem is that you young girls i don't know what you're looking for in a young man but if you are truly biblical if truly you're biblical these are the things you should look up for these are the things you should look up for these are the things you should look up for in a man first of all can they assume spiritual responsibility spiritual leadership for you can they lead you spiritually with their life can they take you through biblical principles in marriage secondly do they have the idea of strength and integrity and character can they lay down their life for you have they gained such an integrity and respect and love for you do you have the assurance that it is god's calling and are they willingly can they assume economic responsibility for you if you're a young girl this award you should be looking for in a young man and not his car not his um, bank account not all those material things that won't last forever not all those things and the truth is that if the young men would have to take this seriously and if the girls are conscious of this then when the light turns on in the time of the awakening when the heart begins to beat for the opposite sex they would know that it is not time for fun or recreation or for dating but it is time to get serious about preparing for adulthood and for marriage you see if the young generation know all this if the boys know that oh this is what i have to do before i am allowed to go into a relationship with a person of the opposite sex you will see that they will start preparing themselves and if the young girls know that this is what a man should have 
when and nobody can just come to her anyhow and try to sweep her off her feet nobody can just come in here and try to deceive her the moment she look at that person and see that these three things are not there it is in fact it is it is a no no look for her she won't even look at that person so that is why it is necessary we know all this very very necessary the win of courtship also a person should not even begin to look for a mate unless they are adequately prepared for the responsibilities of marriage and family and are themselves emotionally healthy and spiritually mature because when two emotionally needy people get into marriage it is usually a disaster it is usually a disaster so the way of courtship both parties um, should back off they should receive counsel and pray to hear from God with other mature leaders and all their parents before they are before they allow themselves to be pulled towards each other romantically and part of discerning the will of God is judging whether or not the other person is fit or meet the biblical criteria and qualifications of being a good mate of being able to raise children and being able to be a family leader now at the when of courtship attraction should never be only physical attraction should never be only physical and based on first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 we should be attracted to another person in three areas the first is physically emotionally and intellectually and also spiritually this includes personality and this is to say that a person needs to meet the criteria in each of these three areas for example it is a huge mistake to marry a person because they are strong spiritually when you are not attracted to them physically or it is a mistake to marry a person for their personality when their spiritual life is a mess so attraction is not just <clears throat> it's not just physical and it shouldn't just also be spiritual don't marry a person because wow spiritually they are strong and you are not attracted to them physically no no do not do that mistake do not do that mistake and when two people who have confirmed that it is the will of god for them to to be together should begin a process of spending that time together they should make a covenant together before god involving strict guidelines for not having physical contact or being alone where they can fall into sexual sin and walking in the light and having open communications with one another 
and this process should involve marital counseling conducted by older successful married couples with spiritual depth and experience in raising strong families we're looking about we're talking about the how the, the when of courtship i've said so many things that a young man should not even look at a young girl when he is not ready to assume spiritual physical and financial responsibilities for her and also that a young girl should look up for those three things in any man in any man we'll come back from this break we'll go on and talk about the how of courtship the how of courtship and this is where practical biblical principle comes in the how of courtship don't go anywhere stay tuned we'll be back shortly it is what god says to you today brought to you by the youth for christ podcast we're still on the biblical courtship series see you after the break The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youth. Okay, you're welcome back from the break and now we want to discuss about the how of courtship the how of courtship now it is at this point that the line is drawn it is at this point that you see the difference between dating which is worldly and courtship which is biblical it is at this point you see the difference now the how of courtship how is a courtship initiated how is it started how is it started the first thing you should know like we have been saying that you should never enter into courtship or a relationship until you are at the stage in life when marriage is a realistic possibility understand the importance of the decision you are making regarding marriage and establish commitment about your relationships prior to entering a courtship and until you are ready for marriage ask God to lead you in developing friendship with godly men and women but do not try to win the affections of those friends until you are ready for marriage until you are ready pray that god should lead you in developing friendships now this is where the line is drawn this is where we state the this is where we we, we state the 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 is this is where we state boundaries and um, define our relationships is at this point we state boundaries and talk how far we should go 
and define our relationships at the stage at the stage but without marriage in view we should just develop friendships with godly men and women but we should not try to win the affections of those friends now this takes us to how courtship is initiated and it is at this point you see the difference between dating and courtship how is courtship initiated what are the differences what are the differences when it comes to the point in your life when you want to go for when you want to choose a life partner how is courtship initiated now let us see some facts now since the husband is to be the leader in the family as recorded in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 and the wife ought to have a meek and quiet spirit as recorded in first Peter chapter 3 verse 4 it is quite important that courtship be initiated by the man a man who fails to take initiative in courtship may also fail to take leadership in marriage and a woman who initiates courtship may eventually subvert the um, headship of her husband of course these are maybes they are not um, certainties they are just maybes but a failure to recognize the biblical roles of husband and wife and to resolve to observe these roles early is likely to create problems later in the marriage but in the recent it is the man that should initiate courtship the man was made first and not the woman so when it is time for this um, period what happens what happens now when a man senses God is leading him to pursue marriage with a particular woman now that man should seek counsel from God giving authorities in most cases he will consult his parents but in some situations such as in the absence of um, of um, his parents due to death or one thing or the other he should consult godly mentors such as pastors who may fill the role of counselor now as God's direction to pursue courtship is confirmed through the man's authorities through insight from God's word and through prayer this man should not go to the girl and um, start proposing should not go to the girl and say oh i love you you're so beautiful i want to ask you out or can we can you can you wear my ring or can we go steady or all those stuff he is not permitted to do all those things you say what i say yes we're talking about practical um, scriptural practical principles he should not he has no right to do that when he has confirmed that God is leading him when he has confirmed that okay this is the the person this is the girl I want to spend my life with in union in marriage he should not walk up to that girl and start saying 
this and that and start proposing immediately no he should not the first thing he should do is that he should contact the girl's father to request permission to initiate the courtship that is the first thing you should contact the girl's father to to take permission to request permission to initiate the courtship with that young girl he has no right to go behind the back of a father without first requesting permission now let us um, um let us consider this example let's say in for instance i parked my car outside and i went in to get something and before i came back you just came out you took my car and you went around the city with my car without my permission and i came out i was looking for my car and when i came out i just saw you you just drove back and you came to me like wow i enjoyed your car it is so cool here is the key and you want to go no that is not right i'll arrest you you don't have the right to take my car and go around you 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 didn't you didn't own the car you were not sustaining it you were not taking care of it so what gave what gave you the right to take my car and use it without my permission a biblical young man should know that a girl is under the authority of her father that young girl is under the authority of her father so you have to honor her father the young girl is under the authority of her father so you have to honor her father she's under her authority under her key under his care under his control under his protection so you have to honor her father so the first thing is to request permission to initiate the courtship with a girl. Only when the, 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 the woman's father has given the man his blessing to enter into a courtship relationship with his daughter, only then is the man free to focus on winning her affections. You see the difference between biblical courtship and dating. You see the difference now. In dating, I can just come to anybody and um, start um, saying rubbish. But in courtship, it is only when the father of the girl has given you his blessing. Then you are allowed to focus on winning her affections. Now, if this is what is happening, you see that, like we said, if nobody qualifies to enter if there's no qualification to enter through a door everybody will want to enter through a door you see many of these things happening these days because there are no guidelines no principle now you, you see if this is the case you see men preparing preparing for what they would have to do before they go into courtship it's not just anybody waking up any day and then seeing a beautiful girl and then no it is not just young boy who will go and talk to another young boy and ask them see if you can um, help me talk to this girl for me <laughs> so many things are happening it is not going to a girl and telling her please talk to your friend and see if it is okay if i draw near to her no these are what should be done and when all these are considered you see that things will change things will change so the initiator of the courtship has special responsibilities 
special responsibilities the husband who is the head of the family has unique responsibilities similarly the man who initiates the courtship has unique responsibilities now he should have a dynamic walk with god prior to marriage so that he can be the spiritual leader of his family like we have discussed in the way of courtship now god prepared adam for marriage through his personal relationship with adam before he provided eve as a helpmate now the man should follow the admonition of first Timothy 5 1 to 2 to treat all young women to whom he is not married as sisters with absolute purity the man should take care not to treat any woman like his wife who is not his wife of course he must get to know his courting partner well enough to make a decision about marriage however prior to the decision to marry he should always interact with her in a way that he would be happy for other men to interact with her until marriage she is not his wife and so this man should also demonstrate leadership and a willingness to bear the risk of rejection by defining the nature and pace of the relationship he also should seek to ensure that an adequate amount of time is spent with their families other couples and friends and he should determine how he would provide for his future families basic needs such as food clothing shelter and transportation prior to the union of adam and eve god made provision in the garden of eden for all their basic needs see luke chapter 14 28 30 and this tells you the difference this tells you the difference when we talk about dating and courtship stops about the difference so for you to be able to do it god's way do it practical in scriptural principles you have to do it god's way and no other way So another difference between dating and courtship is that most dating relationship that doesn't um, go well um, often ends in devastation and heartbreak. Most um, dating relationship that doesn't go well often ends in disaster and heartbreak and pain and all those things. But I want to tell you that in biblical courtship there is no disaster. There's no heartbreak in biblical courtship. You say, why? I'll tell you. Because the, the couple understand the goal of the courtship. They understand. They know that the goal of the courtship is to determine if they should get married or not according to God's direction. According to God's direction. And so, instead of becoming bitter, everyone involved will be grateful to have a grateful heart for the provision of God's direction and his protection that was afforded by a biblical courtship and this can tell you 
that in courtship everything that goes on is for the glory of God whether it ends in marriage or not everything is for the glory of God it's for the glory of God and to stay to what we'll come back from this break we'll talk about the five C's of biblical courtship the five C alphabet C the five C's of biblical courtship go nowhere stay tuned we'll be back shortly You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is a team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youth yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Alright, you're welcome back from that break. And thank you for staying tuned so far. So now we want to discuss about the five C's of courtship. The five C's of courtship. On today's biblical courtship series, do not forget we're talking about um, practical scriptural principles. And a lot of people have asked, does the Bible say anything about relationship with the opposite sex? Yes, so many, like I said in our previous episode, so many. God is not silent about anything. He has said something concerning everything. And if there's anything you should know is that you should know that surely God knows so much about courtship. For it was God who established the institution of marriage. And it was God who joined the first man and the first woman in holy wedlock and so we look into his book and instruction concerning courtship practices so the first c is the character of courtship the character of courtship we should look into his book for guidance and instruction concerning courtship practices and the second is the commencement of courtship First, we have to be consecrated. We have to be a consecrated child of God and not just a church member, but a consecrated Christian. And when I say a Christian, what I mean is not someone who merely attends church services or someone who treats his neighbors right, but someone who has opened his heart to the crucified Christ. Someone who has a personal intimate relationship with Christ a Christian is someone who has come to know 
and experience the miracle of regeneration and has become a new creation in Jesus Christ that is what a Christian is and such a person now has new aims and new ambition and new life and he or she knows that his or her body belongs to Jesus Christ talking about commencement of courtship second pray that God will lead you to the right person for your companion through life and the Bible teaches us that as children of God we ought to pray about life's affairs we are commanded to pray for our daily bread and for our physical needs surely this second greatest step in life which is selecting a life companion should always be accompanied by such much praying and waiting before God amazing as it may seem God is not so busy managing the affairs of this vast universe that he has no time to be concerned about whom you should marry he wants you to have the very best in life he will guide your choice and ensure your happiness if you only ask him one great portion of scripture is proverbs chapter 3 5 and 6 i so much love that passage of scripture proverbs 5 and 3 5 and 6 says trust in the lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path if you acknowledge him he will direct your path so the third thing we want to consider is the choice of courtship the choice of courtship and at the choice of courtship the bible is crystal clear in teaching that believers are never to even consider marriage with unbelievers under any circumstance under no circumstance from the very beginning the god-fearing family of Seth was forbidden to um, intermix by marriage with the irreligious family of Cain when God established the law in Israel. Care was taken to forbid intermarriages with the heathen nations about them that lives round about them. You can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 3. And in the New Testament, New Testament very clearly commands the same thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Those who seek your hand in marriage may be generous, you may be rich, well-trained, handsome, beautiful, industrious, but unless they are children of God by faith in Jesus Christ, you must not make them husbands and wives. Never. Failure to observe this basic law of scriptures has caused shipwreck in thousands upon thousands of homes. And when a Christian marries a non-Christian, he transgresses the law of God. And remember that the way of transgressor is hard. How will you be able to raise an author to God in your house if you marry an unbeliever? How? Will your unbelieving partner urge you to do it? No, they cannot. Because you cannot give what you don't have how will your children be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord how the 
problem is that you will teach them one thing and their daddy or mommy will teach them the opposite. What are you going to do when you feel this opposition day after day? When you go to church services, he will go to the ball game or she will go to to party. When you read the Bible and engage in prayer, he or she reads the latest novel and turns on the TV. When you praise the Lord, he or she indulges in blasphemy. You tell your children one thing, he or she encourages them to do the opposite. And so the Bible says, how can two walk except they agree? Except they agree, how can they walk? And then too, it is never sound judgment to choose a mate merely because of a pretty face or because of a coily hair or because of captivating brown eyes, facial features of some girls might contradict all the laws of a beauty contest and yet many of those same girls have the graces of soul and spirit that will keep them attractive throughout their entire span of life. So beauty is not just on the face or the body. It is not just, it goes beyond all this. It goes beyond all this. When a man's love for his wife is based merely on her youth and charm and beauty, that love doesn't last long because those qualities often soon fade away. They will fade away. They will fade away. Um, the story is told of a gathering where we are a couple of young girls, about a group of them, just came in. They were so beautiful. In fact, the way they they set it was that they should walk in at the middle of the program to showcase their beauty and when they walked in wow everybody was turned and um, the anchor of the program looked at this young girls and he was like yes I'm a man I can see you girls are very 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 beautiful but one day you'll be very 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 ugly you very ugly so to hell with beauty to hell with all those things they never last long they never last long there are a lot of things in life far worse than being single and one of the things which is worse than not finding a mate is to marry the wrong person never enter into the marriage relationship lightly never always look for characteristics such as cheerfulness patience industry and kindness qualities that abide the test of time these are what you should look up for and not physical beauty or appearance or wealth never don't look for this and the fourth C we would talk about is the confusion of courtship now there are many dangers and pitfalls for young people during the years of courtship the devil stands ready to lead you into sin and to spoil the happiness of your life god has made the bodies of men and women so that they attract each other woven into the physical bodies of both boys and girls are certain natural sex functions 
these are necessary for the reproduction of human race but sex experience is right only within the bounds of true honorable marriage only within the bounds of true honorable marriage now the fire of sex is made to burn only in the fireplace of marriage if this fire goes out of this place someone will definitely get burnt someone will definitely get burnt that is why the bible said in hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefined but homogas and adulterers god will judge god will judge so you should never take a marriage lightly you should never defy what you want to spend the rest of your life in it is not wise it is not sales indulgence outside the bounds of honorable and true marriage is naked shameful wicked and sinful today it is no longer called fornication it is called um, going out or dating but let me tell you whether you change the name or not fornication remains fornication and it remains sinful the sin of fornication which is illicit sex relations among the unmarried never occurs between two ordinary decent young people who decent young people who want to do right you can't find this in the union of ordinarily decent to people who want to do right except through the stages of kissing necking and petting you see many people who have um, made commitment that will not do this it will never happen except through the stages of necking kissing and petting and i'll tell you something you see kissing is the first act that paves the way and excites the passion to encourage the next step in the downward plunge that leads eventually to the scene of fornication neck in the act of embracing and caressing is the second step in the path that leads to sex relationship petting handling erotic parts of the body is the final step that leads to the shameful sin of fornication and you see step by step you begin to to fall if you start you will push back the barriers of what you permit until it is almost impossible to avoid the final step of fornication and i'll tell you something see the bible said that we should flee youthful lust we should flee what it means to flee is to run when it comes to face-to-face combat with demons the devil the bible said we should stand stand and defend stand and fight we should stand and fight when it comes to combat with the devil with demons and principalities and power the bible said we should stand and fight when it comes to youthful lust the bible said flee run that is to tell you that the youthful lust in a man is even more dangerous than the devil himself. It is more dangerous than the devil himself. So the, the, the issue is that as a young boy, let me tell you, let me give you those warning. See, you can never be too spiritual to resist sexual temptations when you have 
failed to keep the guidelines and principles as a young boy young girl please i beg you never be alone together with a person of the opposite sex never someone has said unless a, a girl is your mother your sister your auntie or a very 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 ugly cousin of yours never be together with a person of the opposite sex with a girl in a private place together never do not tempt yourself never never you can never be too spiritual if you fail to keep the guidelines and principles and when people trifle with the human body, our roast passions become stronger than the will and the bodily passions often take control. Remember that this is as true about girls as it is true about boys. It is just as true about good boys as it is true about bad boys. The best Christian in all the world if he is not good enough to keep from necking and petting and all those things may not be good enough to keep from fornication and adultery and so for the sake of your creator for the sake of your health for the sake of your future and for the sake of your soul make a pledge early in life never to practice habits that will lead to illicit illicit sex relations never for the sake of your future for the sake of your marriage for the sake of your spouse for the sake if you love your spouse even though you are not yet married but if you love that girl if you love that boy decide now now never to practice habits that will lead to illicit sex relations because the sin of this the sin of the sexual sin is is not just an ordinary sin the bible said that fornication is a double-fold sin when you sin ordinarily you sin against god but when you sin in the act of fornication is a double-fold sin you sin against god and you sin against your own body god will forgive you yes but how do you get your body to forgive you that's why the sin of fornication should be avoided by all costs by all measure and then the the fifth and the last C's of biblical courtship is the comradeship of courtship. The comradeship of courtship. There are wholesome things to do and worthwhile places to go during your courtship days. And it is important to always have something definitely planned for for each time you guys meet. It is when young people have nothing to do that they begin habits that arouse evil desires. An idle mind, they say, is the devil's workshop. It is at such times when they begin kissing and necking and cuddling around in dark rooms and um, squirming in parked cars and go for and go far beyond their first intentions and plans that they are prone to fall into the sin of fornication now one of the best safeguards to pure noble courtship is a well-planned is a well-planned um, um, activity now what do you do in the period of courtship there are so many things to do you attend services in church together read and pray together visit old folks home together maintain hobbies together enjoy good music together 
when i say good music i don't mean jazz rock and roll and popular music i mean good music gospel music that are god glorifying and self-edifying so all these things we have to do these have been a few things you can do to make your courtship purposeful and constructive know that we did not include activities such as um, dancing attending the commercial movies and frequenting the public baiting beaches these enterprises are are active these enterprises are geared to um, appeal to those who walk after the flesh and not after the spirit there are many things you are not permitted to do in the period of courtship remember Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says we should not copy the behavior and customs of the world we should not we should not now when two people stand before God and promise to cherish each other until death separates them it is not hard to believe that the angels in heaven hush their songs and grow silent in wonder as they listen to the holy vows when two hearts and lives are joined in wedlock whatever your situation in life i urge you to open to open the door of your heart and let jesus come in see a heart that is surrendered totally to christ will always seek to do the will of god and if you go into your marriage pure if you go into your marriage pure i tell you in time in years to come you would enjoy it you would enjoy it you would enjoy it and for you to see the difference between dating and courtship is that dating is unscriptural it is worldly it is ungodly it is sensual and it is evil and if you want to do things that please god in the aspect of relationship with opposite sex you have to go by practical scriptural principles practical scriptural principles that is pleasing to god Okay, we've come to the end of this biblical courtship series the practical scriptural principle thank you so much for listening thank you so much for staying tuned to the end I want you to stay tuned to the for Christ podcast as we come with more inspiring and mind-opening episodes every Friday thank you for staying tuned Come your way next week again with another inspiring and mind-opening episode. Till then, I say grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I remain your anchor, Kachko Inther. God bless you and goodbye.
You have listened to what God says to you today, a podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, and we believe it has highly imparted and richly blessed you. Please make sure you stay tuned every Friday for new and inspiring episodes.